Welcome to today's episode of the Dr. Ward Bond Show. Before we get started, please remember to head over to iTunes after the show and give us a five-star rating and a quick review. I want to thank you ahead of time for making our show great, and I also encourage you to check out my show page at drwardbond.com. Now, on with today's show. Well, Robert, it's great to have you on Think Natural today, and I want to start off because I want to talk about something that's very controversial, and I know that you know my whole show is based on doing things natural, so we want to think natural, but I want to bring up the subject of vaccinations mm. and I've got you know we've got one side of the spectrum that says you have to have them we're saving the world from horrible diseases and children are, are better for it then we have the other side saying don't right. ever vaccinate they're dangerous they're being used as political pawns vaccinations are being created just well to fill the bank accounts of pharmaceutical companies mm. so what do you have to say about that well I, I certainly the latter part of your statement is more true than the first part about saving people as a homeopath of course it's the antithesis of, of good health for me. I detoxify people from vaccinations, the dangerous impact that vaccines have played. Even people in their 70s who were vaccinated, you know, 70 years earlier. And so there are very serious things that we need to consider here. And more and more every day that this is coming out. I call vaccines the gateway drug to a lifetime dependence on the pharmaceutical industrial complex. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, literally sets the stage for a permanent life of chronic diseases literally by injecting you're bypassing thousand hundred thousand million layers of your immune system from the, the very hairs on your skin and mucous membranes to the mucous membranes themselves to the saliva the oil the gastrointestinal tract the lining the probiotics the flora we have so many layers that interact with the outside world to protect us before our other parts of our immune system even come into play at all well so that's what i want to bring up because uh, i remember when my first uh child was born mm -hmm. uh, this particular doctor came in just basically the very next day. Okay, uh, no, we got to We got to vaccinate your baby, and I'm like, get out. Yeah. Because, for one thing, I know that with when a baby's born, their immune systems are not fully developed. It takes two years. That's right for that to happen. So vaccinations before the age of two are actually putting them in danger. It's absurd, absolutely, because you know, you get it, the colostrum from mom, the breast milk, all of these immune, you know, immunoglobulins, they come in and they're helping the baby to develop an immune system and, and really replacing that which they don't even have yet. Now, if we look at the whole idea of antibodies, right? Because right? this is the theory behind it, is it not? We are going to inject you with something that will stimulate, you know, via the antigen interaction, a response that says, okay, now you're gonna identify, oh, I know what that is. I know what that is, right? And that's it, that's, they say, now you're uh, immune for life. I was always told that in chicken pox, right. do you have chicken pox as a child? Oh, I sure. did, right? When, yeah. when my kids, you know, we, we learned in the neighborhood somebody had chicken pox, we got them over, right? right. We, the chicken pox party. We knew <laughs> it's a rite of passage, it's a healthy thing, and we need to do that, earlier the better. Now, in terms of what we were told growing up by the doctors, that we were now immune for life. Because right. we had antibodies to the chicken pox virus. Right. Some would call it the herpes zoster varicella virus, but the varicella. It's interesting because as adults, more and more Americans, people in the West are suffering from a disease. And you probably know where I'm going here. It's called mm. shingles. Right, absolutely. And it's caused by the very same virus that right. caused chicken pox. Now, these people that had shingles pretty much all had chicken pox as a child. They already have the antibodies. They can already recognize the virus. Why is it that they were not conferred natural, lifelong immunity. I mean, they have the antibody. Yeah. They can recognize it, they can see it, they know what it is. Yeah. Why isn't that enough? And that's the question we should be asking. That antibodies, they're all right, 
but they're not sufficient. It's not enough to recognize, because let's just say I recognize the virus, but I'm immune exhausted because I'm toxic, I'm on medicines, I, I'm not eating right. Oh my gosh, the bad guy's coming. I got no defense. What good, okay, now you see it coming, but you can't do anything so about it. So in other it. words, by getting the chicken pox when you're a child, yeah. and we do know that then after that, you, you never get it again, but the virus lays dormant in a particular nerve fiber yep. for Spacer. herpes zoster. So when herpes zoster flares up, you have shingles, which usually is later on in life, it is to happen. Under stress, yes. So between the time that a kid has chicken pox, and then by the time they're adult, and if they do get shingles, so that time between the two episodes is based on the fact that their diet was pretty crummy. Well, yeah, or they it wasn't that they forgot, with, right? The argument, right. oh, you forgot what it looked like. What? No, you've become, you, due to stress, toxins, free radicals, uh, chronic inflammation. Well, what's the purpose of a shingles vaccine? Well, yeah, it's the same thing. They try to say, oh, we'll, re, we'll reignite your immunity by saying, oh, here you are, look at that. It's absurd, but and the point is that these people getting shingle shots are getting shingles and worse. They're really, it's, it's horrific well, it what's happening like the, here. It sounds like the, 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 the flu, flu shot, shot right? all you over again. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, exactly. it's like, okay, we're gonna guess. Which strain are they gonna have yeah, this year? Yeah, let's vote on it, this is democracy. And now let's stick 10 different strains in the shot because we just don't know anymore. Yeah, just throw it all in, right? But let's go back and talk about, especially with childhood vac sure. vaccinations. To, and I know there is this raging controversy yes. about which vaccines are being linked to autism, and of course the medical industry is saying no, vaccines don't cause autism, then explain to me why there's a 193% increase in autism in the state of California sure. based on the children that were vaccinated. Yeah, well, and exactly. And then children who are not vaccinated never have autism. You're right. <laughs> you know, the officials, so to speak, the pharmaceutical officials, doctor officials as such, government officials, they've never conducted a study, long-term study, even short-term, for safety and efficacy of any of these vaccines. It's just not been done, which is outrageous. You yeah. think they've approved it. It must be tested. It's not. Now, recently, and I'm talking real recently, uh, a German homeopath, uh, he basically released this meta, I say meta-analysis, but basically took these surveys of all of these uh, parents that had non-vaccinated children uh, weighed them against the vaccinated children over a, a course of a lot of time and found out there was a 200 to 500% increase in chronic disease in children who were vaccinated versus those who were not. First of its kind ever released. Now, they're going to attack this man viciously for doing this, but it needed to be done. There's also a Freedom of Information Act requests going to the CDC. There are lawsuits involved that the CDC has known since the beginning how damaging and dangerous these vaccines are, including the mercury, which they claim to have pulled out with the Marisol, but that still exists even in the mercury-free vaccines. Right, and, and a lot of people don't know this. I actually saw a televised interview with an FDA official, and I have to say that the person was at least honest, not uh, confirming too much, but was honest in the fact that if and when we find another agent to use mm -hmm. to preserve the vaccine, without using mercury, right. we will do so. But they knew at that time, and still at this time, that mercury is the only agent that they're using. And as are they really trying to find another agent? I no, doubt but, it. But of course, that alone is not true because they already had another agent, uh, actually two others, including silver. But th there are other agents that they have used and they claim that weren't used, that they are. It's already validated. So it's another red herring argument. Uh, it's just unconscionable. Now, you know, as a homeopath, as someone who's studied holistic medicine for so many years now, I would, you know, argue against the basic 
fundamental claims of vaccination as a way to prevent disease. I agree it may prevent, or let me just say it this way, may suppress the expression of disease, which is your body's response to an imbalance right. or a microbe that's present. But that's not the same thing as preventing disease. In fact, what you're doing is driving the disease deeper into chronicity. Okay, let me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna name four vaccines. I want you to tell me what your expert opinion is. Polio vaccine. Never eradicated polio. Polio was on the way out before the polio vaccine. In fact, it's admitted that the cases of polio that were reported after its supposed eradication all happened in vaccinated populations. In fact, this is a toxicological disease. If you understood how they made the polio vaccine, they may never even have isolated a polio virus. That's how bad the science is. But they've whitewashed the science books. You literally have to read the stories and go back to the original journals to find this out. I mean, when you take, uh, let's say, monkey brains and just take them out and mix them with cellular poop and literally feces and start mixing them up, putting them in something, mixing them up, and then injecting them back into monkey brains, if you don't expect some level of paralysis to occur, you're an absolute moron. <laughs> and this is what they did to say, aha, we've isolated the polio virus. Now we can, you know, make... Well, this they've, is... they've treated Jonas Salk as a saint. No. Well, Salk said he wouldn't have used the, the vaccine on his own children. I mean, he's admitted to that. Well, then let me ask so. you this one. What about MMR? Measles, mumps, rubella, of course, we know that that's a big culprit in a lot of the autism. I think we had, uh, have, if you talk with Dr. Andrew Wakefield, he was, he was the, they were very controversial in Britain because he observed the link between the kids that were injected with the MMR and the autism. But he didn't say it caused autism. He said gut inflammation, I'm, right? All right, now, is there an age link? Like I had said, we have too many children that are being vaccinated mm -hmm. the day after they're born yeah. in a very short amount of time. And then, especially I should say, before the two years, yeah. before their immune systems are fully developed, right. versus those after the two-year mark. Yeah, the susceptibility is no doubt increased in that first two-year cycle. I am not gonna say that I would say, if you had to choose with a gun to your head, uh, after two, better than, yes, better. But I would argue, as I said, against it all because I would use homeopathic nozotes. That's a whole other story to sensitize the system safely without any harm or toxicity. But I would also lock, look at it to restore integrity to the gut because that's the main defense system, the interplay between the outside environment and our inside environment. And that is damaged by the MMR. And that's where you're seeing a lot of the vaccine damage occur here, secondary here. Right? right, They're chasing the brain and nervous system, which is real, but it happens because suddenly now you've got the inflammation of the gut. You've got all kinds of things, including heavy metals, virons going into places where your immune system can't mobilize a, an appropriate defense. In the first two years, it's even harder. So yeah, delay it, delay it, delay it. I'm all for that better than doing it early. But for me, eventually, we're going to look back on the whole vaccine paradigm and say, what were we thinking? All right. What about hepatitis B? Oh, yeah, right. All these uh, babies that are born that are sharing needles, right? The drug-addicted babies having sex. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. yeah, this is ridiculous. We know Hep B, why it happens. And, of course, there are hygiene issues and certain practices issues that, you know, avoid that. You're never going to deal with hepatitis B. And, of course, it's liver issue as well. The liver is trying to detoxify, maybe congested, overwhelmed by some form of toxins or otherwise. So this is unconscionable. They would take a baby and just... Well, I, I, have, I have seen stories in which a child who would end up with a hepatitis B vaccine has now irreversible brain damage. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, the damage to the liver connection to every system or organ system in the body, including the nervous system, is very real. In Chinese medicine, and I don't talk about Chinese communist medicine, I'm talking about thousands of years of history, right. they've said the liver is the key to everything. Right. You damage that liver, all bets are off. 
but the liver can repair. It's very, very resilient. So if you can restore integrity of the liver, we can undo a lot of that damage. As I said, I've worked with people in their 70s to undo vaccine damage from when they were a child. So it's not impossible, it's not easy, yeah. but it's possible to do. All right, what about HPV vaccine? Big oh, the controversy human papillomavirus. Now. now, this is not only a sexually transmitted virus. That is one of the means by which it does, but it's true that science acknowledges that you can literally be exposed by airborne, by other ways. So it's just horrific. Well, what, what is it now? State of California says that uh, girls as young as 12 can have the vaccine without a parent's cons right. consent. Now, uh, I got into a... Uh, discussion over HPV not too long ago. Was it civil? Because it wouldn't have been civil with me. <laughs> Probably not. No, actually it wasn't civil. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, is that the researchers have confirmed that HPV in uh, children, mm -hmm. I won't say children or teenagers, under the age of 16 yeah. is not showing up in the genital area. It is showing up orally. Well, it could be anywhere because, again, yeah, the exposure now, is much right. different. And it may not have to do anything with sexual interaction at all of any kind. And, and so not, you know, we're not endorsing you know, a wild sexual activity here. The point is we recognize that's a means of transmission. But it's, it's much more horrific to say to a 12-year-old, hey, while, you, while your mom's not looking, come in here. We'll give you the shot. Like right. your 12-year-old going to read the insert and find out that, that she yeah. could die from the shot? <laughs> right. The 12-year-old is going to go uh, get a taxi, go down to the doctor's office and say, I'm here to get a vaccine, but don't tell my parents. Right. And, and remember the HPV, they claim that it causes cervical cancer 20 or 30 years later. I dispute that as well because it took what do they call this? Polymerase chain reaction. You heard the PCR test? Yes. They use PCR where they take a fragment of genetic material and amplify it, not just tens of times, thousands of times, hundreds, millions and hundreds of millions of times magnification to say, aha, we found the human papilloma. You, we think we found. We may have found. <laughs> and then they say, well, because it causes cancer. It's so not scientific. It's ludicrous. And yet Merck and, and uh, uh, GSK, the, the Gardasil and Cervarix, have built this huge multi-billion dollar market based on lies, buying the influence of the government. And if you think Republicans are the ones that are bought off by Big Pharma, look at the Democrats in California. They're the ones who pushed this. Governor Moonbeam Brown signed this into law. And they're mm -hmm. all, I'm sorry, they're idiots. They're criminal idiots and neglect at this point. I don't know if I can say that, but I, well, I just... Well, you have to, you know, you have to call it like it is. I'm in and, talk and radio. Then, I can't help myself. Yeah, and that's, yeah, <laughs> but, but that, that's what it's come down to. And they I've, don't And know. I've seen and learned through the years that vaccines have, I, you know, at first, you know, when we're all uh, immature and we don't know any better, vaccines are okay. They're here to save our lives, yeah. to prevent us from being that's sick or getting horrible that's things. That's the marketing. But then all of a sudden, as we get older, we're thinking, we see this vaccination, this, this form of medicine, now become a political tool yes. for manipulation upon, really, I see it at the state level, not necessarily the federal level. Right. And now schools are acting like the Gestapo when it comes sure. to vaccinations. Well, in certain districts in California and elsewhere, they're going door to door with a nurse. Are your kids vaccinated? This is They'll take your kids away. Who owns your children? Mm -hmm. Within the destruction of the family, big government. You know, I know you've covered things like that, but big government in bed with big pharma is even doubly dangerous. And then the old media, of which thankfully we're not part of, we're part of that new media getting the information out that they wouldn't allow out any other way is going to change things. So what, what's, the, what's your website address? Uh, robertscottbell.com. My show is six days a week uh, on the air, some on the radio stations, some via internet. You can listen 24-7, download hundreds of hours for free.
All right, check out Robert Scott Bell at robertscottbell.com, and thank you so much for coming on. I love that subject. We're going to have to talk more uh, later about some controversial elements as well. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's show. For more episodes or to stay up to date with all of our show content, remember to subscribe. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star rating and review to help spread the word about the program. For even more information and free content, visit my show page at drwardbond.com. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Ward Bond Show. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right.